Hey, it's Brad J here with Tame Your Talent. Back at it again, your Saturday podcast. We're creeping up on Halloween, man. How you doing? Welcome to another podcast. I love doing this, man. I'm having fun telling stories, man. It's a good thing. Uh, what's going on? Tame Your Talent is on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. You can check that out if you want. There's no pressure there. Also, Tame Your Talent is on YouTube. Now, I have not updated a lot of stuff on there yet, but... If you want to see some cool behind-the-stuff footage, you can see Pyeongchang, Korea, the Olympics. I was there in 2018, and I shot, I don't know, 49 videos behind the scenes. And it's pretty cool. There's some pretty cool stuff. And uh, I've signed on to do the Olympics in Beijing. So that's the kind of stuff I like to do, behind-the-scenes stuff like that. And that's what you can find if you go to Tame Your Talent on YouTube and on Facebook. Also, if you want to reach out to me direct, tameyourtalent at gmail.com. My name is Brad J. A professional announcer for the last uh, 22, 23 years, action sports, mainstream sports, and whatnot. Also do a radio show uh, in Santa Barbara, a classic rock radio show, and that's on Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. till midnight, and that is Pacific time, so uh, West Coast time right there, and you can check out the show. If you're not in Santa Barbara, you can listen online, ktyd.com, ktyd.com. That's a whole lot of stuff I just had to drop on you right there. That's a minute and like 25 seconds I took to explain all that stuff. Okay, yesterday's podcast, I was talking about my days in the NBA. Mm, those were some sweet days. Yep. Tell you what, that was a big year, man. 2004 for me because it was the, the birth of my third child, my son, Brad Jr. He was born in 2004. It was also landing, you know, and it was I landed the job at the Clippers. So I was the on-court announcer in the NBA for the Los Angeles Clippers. And I, I had that job for, holy crap, like 11 years, I think, is the total I did. And I was telling, talking some of the stories of being heckled yesterday and uh, finding out that the announcer that was hired the year before me was booed off court. And so I talked about that whole story. And it was great, you know. It was a lot of good time. But also, there was a lot of weird times working there too as well because back then the owner of the Clippers was Donald Sterling now he was the guy that was forced to sell the team because he made some racist remarks that were online and they they were put out there people heard it and uh, so he got forced out of the NBA and he was a jerk I hated that guy okay because he never said anything nice to me ever and I don't hate people but that dude I didn't like Donald Sterling man I'm glad he was forced to sell a team I was never a fan of his. His wife was nice to me, but he was a jerk to me 24-7. Okay, so that's that's it. But I got a story. You know, I felt like I was going to move on from 2004 and start, you know, going into 2005 and 2006. But, you know, I thought there's a lot going on in 2004. Not only did I start the Clippers job, not only was my son born at that time, but I also landed the DJ job for the Olympics in Greece, in Athens, Greece, in 2004, uh, I DJed baseball because of my connection with the Dodgers at that point. I was the Dodgers DJ in 2004. So things were just going along pretty cool. And uh, the one cool thing I remember getting to do is meeting uh, Pat Riley. Coach Riley at the time came in with the Miami Heat. He was working with the Heat, who he has been working with for a long time. He came in, and I got a chance to say hi to him. And it was really cool to, to actually get up to him and say hi to him because let me rewind it back to 1988. I'm a busboy at a Malibu restaurant called Joffrey's, right? 
Um, and I'm bussing tables. It's 1988. The Lakers had just went won back-to-back world championships. They won in 87, then they won in 88. And here comes Pat Riley, Coach Riley, who was the coach of the Lakers back then, walks in, full white tux. I mean, full white, top to bottom, even white shoes, like hair slicked back, just in Malibu, celebrating. Like, And I actually took got the nerve up. as just a young little kid, you know, back in the day, went up to him and I just told him, like, I was so stoked on the Lakers, and I'm a huge Lakers fan, and I love seeing what he did with the team. And he said, thank you very much. And so now, fast forward all the way to 2004, I get I actually run into him and get to see him. And here's like, you know, it's like 16 years ago when, when I met him for the first time. And I reminded him about that meeting, and he remembered me. He actually remembered me. Or he said he did. So there you go. I got to meet uh, also during the NBA time. Uh, you meet stars. A lot of stars come in there, you know. Uh, uh, getting to meet Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm a huge fan of Shaq. Always have been. And uh, getting to meet him and actually shake his hand. His hand was the size of my head. But uh, meeting Shaq out there was pretty cool too as well. And I used to host this thing called the, uh, it was the half court shot. So you would get an audience member out of the crowd and they would come in and they would take a half court shot. Right, And if they were to sink the half-court shot legally, not stepping over the line or anything, make that basket from half-court, they would win a brand-new car. Okay? 11 years I was working there. 11 years I was working there, right? And how many times did somebody win a car? Right? How many do you think? What? One, two, five? One time. Happened only one time. It happened the second year I was working there. A dude put up a shot and uh, he made it and actually won a car. And that made me one year to say, I wonder if I could make that half court shot, right? So the next day I came out and said, I'm going to try and make the half court shot. And that's exactly what I did. I, I got there, lined up half court. But guess what? I threw the ball backwards over my head backwards to make the half court shot. And the whole stadium, the whole inside Staples Center erupted when I made it. It was pretty cool. Like all the employees saw it and I uh, made it from over my back. Took me three tries. Didn't do it on the first one, but over my back with not even facing the basket, threw it up three times. And on the third time, made that thing just perfect. So some good times, NBA. And NBA, you know, look, that job lasted. Working for the Clippers was fun. You know, you come out there. You come out there, you see all the stars, celebrities, you hobnob with everyone, you host a couple of games at timeout, and then you get an exciting game. The only problem is when you live, you know, over an hour away, like I'm, you know, hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes of my drive to Staples Center, it's a little bit of a trek. So, and, and during those times, like, get this, I was doing Dodgers baseball and DJing all those games at, at the same time when basketball and baseball overlap a little bit. So there'd be some days where I would do like a Sunday morning game, you know, a Sunday afternoon game with the Dodgers, and I would go straight to Staples Center after that and go do an afternoon game for the Clippers. So I was bouncing back and forth, and this is at the same time, get this, where X Games actually moved to L.A. in 2004 and was there for 10 years. So this is while I'm working at Staples Center, X Games is there too. So it was like, man, I felt like I was running L.A. for a while, you know, just doing that and doing all that stuff together. And and when it finally, when the Clippers thing finally came to an end for me, it was, it was more about because they put the pressure on me one year and said, hey, Brad, here's the deal. You need to work 
every single home game. You can't miss one home game to be our host. And if you have to miss one home game, then we're going to get somebody else to do it. And at that point, now this is like 2000, I don't know, 11 or when, what, 2014 or something when I, when it was, when I was done with them. And at that point I was doing X games. I was doing the Olympics. I had so much winter work. I was working for us snowboarding. I had all these winter gigs that I still have to this day. And it comes down to a situation where you got to make a decision, right? You got to make a decision what's best for you. I had three kids at the time and I had to figure out, okay, what's the best decision for me? Is it to focus on the Clippers? Because you're only going to get 40 some odd home games in a full season. That's all you get 40 games. And you know, if you're making a few hundred, three or four hundred bucks a game, that's pretty good. That's pretty good money to travel down there and make that kind of money just for a quick one. But that's not enough to cover all the winter stuff that I would have quit. So you start adding up. So as a freelance announcer, which I've been for, you know, over 20 years as a freelance professional announcer, you got to start adding that up and going, okay, well, if I decide to keep with the, stick, the, the Clippers, because it's a high profile job right? It's the NBA. You work in the NBA. It's like you could tell someone, hey, I'm an NBA announcer. Yeah, right? You can say that. And you're 100% fact. But the problem is the Clippers paid me X amount of dollars per game. And if I added up the whole entire season for every single game, if I did all, I think it's 44 of them, that number did not equal, It wasn't, and it was not greater than the number I would be making if I continued to do all my jobs. And now, there's no guarantee with that because I talked to the Clippers and said, hey, look, well, if I commit to you, does that mean I, could, I get the job next year too or can you replace me next year? And they go, oh, no, we could replace you. I go, well, wait a minute. Now, that doesn't protect me at all because that would be me, right, taking the chance, doing all the games one season. And what if they said at the end of the season, hey, Brad, thanks, man, but uh, we're going to go in a different direction. And they could have done that very well. Have done that to me if I would have made that decision. And then would it have been too late to get those other jobs back that I got rid of the year before? They'd already have replacements. That's how it works. And so, as a freelance announcer, you got to make those decisions. So my decisions were to the Clippers at that point. I told them that I'm going to have to uh, bow out. And after 11 years of doing the on-court stuff, I actually had to be the one to. Uh, to quit. And I didn't want to. I definitely didn't want to. I wanted to keep the Cush gig and have, you know, maybe 20 games a season and then make those fit in with all the other stuff I was doing because I didn't want to lose any money. And But that was it. But then, you know what I did? I stepped up to the Clippers and I told them right there at the point, I said, listen, here's what I'll do for you. Okay. I'll train your new person to come in and replace me properly and uh, just do a good job. So that's what I told them. So that was my offer. That's taking the high road, right? You've been there, what is it, 11 years at this point, And what do you do? So I just took the high road and said I'd help them out. I'd help them train. And you know what they told me? Oh, no, we got it. Thanks. We're okay. We got it. <laughs> did they have it? No, they did not have it. They, having me, look, I'm not trying to like, brag or anything but they had pretty lucky with me okay like having me for those 11 years and not have to worry about that position because that position turned out to be a nightmare to try and finish or try and fill they filled me uh, they put someone in place of me for that first year and that person i think lasted maybe two games or something then they brought on another person he didn't last and another person i think they went through in two or three years 
probably five different style announcing teams that they could not get it right. And that's just not giving the credit to the guy who was there doing it but before. Because I stepped up and even offered, I offered out of the kindness of my heart to, to, to help train the person and not even get paid just to help train just so the successor was going to be worthy and it was going to be a good job. And they were just like, no. So it's like when it comes down to it as a professional announcer, you got to make it as a freelance announcer, like not like working for one company only. I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice and cush if I just had a full-on ESPN job that I could work full-time. But I've worked part-time for ESPN for such a long time and for all the other networks as too. So I've never been tied down by one. And if you are a freelance professional announcer, hey, sometimes there's dry times too as well. But, you know, there's always possibilities whether you what type of work you want to do. For me, I do a radio show too as well. So I do so much. I do voiceovers, I do radio, and I do big events like the Olympics. I've done what, six of them so far. I've done 40 international X Games, you know, and national all around. Do tours, uh, US snowboarding, US free skiing, like I've worked for all of them and I continue to still keep these relationships even after 20 years of doing it right. And uh, that's what Tame Your Talent's all about. That's going to do it. Going to wrap it up. Well, you can check out Tame Your Talent. Do it, man. Uh, Facebook. Give me a like on that. It's very pretty new, but I'd love to see a like on there. If you can help a guy out, help me, help you. And also Tame Your Talent on YouTube. Check out some of the videos if you haven't seen them before. Behind the scenes, Peyong Chang, the Olympics in Korea. It was a trip, but it was cool and it was fun. And I have a radio show. Uh, for those of you in Santa Barbara, you can hear it on 99.9 KTYD, uh, 7 to midnight, West Coast. And uh, people who are on the West Coast, you want to listen to the show? Well, you can too. 7 p.m. to midnight, West Coast on KTYD.com. Break me off an email if you'd like to, tameyourtalentgmail.com. I'm Brad J, and that's Tame Your Talent, the podcast for Saturday. See ya.